This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Cats at Night. Now here's John Katsimatidis. And now we have on the line uh, somebody we apparently owe a lunch or a dinner to. We owe him lunch. We owe him lunch. (laughs) And he's going to order, what, the Porterhouse? Governor Andrew Cuomo, welcome back to Cats at Night. Lydia, I called to collect. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the reason Ed Cox is not in the studio today? That's right. That is exactly right. He didn't want to show up. Only Lydia Lydia and I had the courage to confront the governor. He called it. He said five points. He He, did say five points. He said five points, Hochul. You were the only one that was right on the money, so So the price is right. So let the record reflect that we do indeed owe the governor lunch. It's a lot closer, but who knows? Well. Let's and let's just be on uh, the specifics matter here. It was not lunch; it was dinner. Ah. Yes, I have two separate dinners: Cox and the Judge. Those are two separate dinners, and I think I mentioned a, a bottle of 1999 Barolo. <laughs> so, Governor Patterson, you Governor, I'm uh, thinking about the Zeldin campaign, and if you looked at where it was in the beginning of the year. And where he wound up, he certainly uh, gave a great effort and he assisted other Republicans who won a number of seats that no one expected they could win. But I thought that once Zeldin seemed to pull even with Governor Hochul and there were polls, a couple of polls even showing him a point ahead of her, that he didn't grow as a candidate. He just continued to say the same things. And there were issues he never touched, like in his own area in Suffolk and Nassau County. There's a big problem with seniors now who can't afford to live in their own homes. In other words, because of inflation, they've retired. They're not getting the pensions that they uh, that can sustain living in a home. And there were a million issues he could have touched, but he just kept saying the same thing. And I think at, there's a point that the public gets tired of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I think you're exactly right, Gov. Uh, I'm with you. Let me make a couple of uh, points before. One, look, there was a a dissatisfaction with Democrats. It was true nationwide, and it was especially true in this state. Uh, Taxes are a problem. Um, I didn't really get much of an affirmative message from the Democrats about what they were going to do. It was just that they were not Zeldin. So there was a dissatisfaction with Democrats. Second, there wasn't a red wave, but there was a crime wave. And oh, very good. You talking about this uh, and you saw the crime wave hit New York City sat on its hands. The turnout in New York City was about 10 points below what it should have been. Uh, and on Long Island, they didn't sit on their hands. They revolted right on the issue of crime. And why the Democrats which I am still bewildered by why they were so tongue tied on the issue of crime. I just don't understand. And uh, you had election deniers, but the Democrats were crime deniers. Uh, And they just didn't speak to the issue. Having said that for Zeldin, who was had the abortion issue against him, had marriage equality against him, had guns against him. He's an election denier. 
uh, <laughs> it was virtually impossible for him to win. But and I agree with you, Governor Patterson. He only spoke about crime. He didn't even talk about taxes. If he had talked about anything else, property taxes, Gov, which, you know, uh, cut all across the state. And by the way, the Democrats never even repealed the salt tax, which they had all promised. But he was a one issue candidate on crime. And in the parts of the state where crime isn't really a pressing issue, uh, he didn't resonate. But to come within five points. Uh, that, that's the closest race since George Pataki. I mean, so that is a real wake-up call, and it did cause Democrats. It cost Democrats precious congressional seats. And that was 28 years ago. Yes. I mean, it was, and George Pataki was a moderate. Uh, I don't think he was pro-choice, but he was close to pro-choice. I forget how he worded it. Zeldin was a rabid pro-lifer, always. Uh, you remember him from the, from the Albany days, Gov. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's on the wrong side of marriage equality. And he's on the wrong side of guns. I think in 2022, and, he voted for marriage equality, though. I think while he was in the assembly, he didn't. But then in 20, when he became a congressman, he voted for marriage equality, right. I, I believe. That's right. He mixed. Yeah, I think he mixed. changed his mind. It right. was mixed. But where, where would they, he have voted for it if he was in Congress? Because I, I they didn't. Wait. No, no, the report, no, the, David, the reporting was that there was a congressional, what the whether it was a resolution, whether it's a piece of legislation, I don't know. But he voted. That's the reporting was that he voted for marriage equality when he was in Congress. Okay. Yeah, but Judge, the governor's right. There was no vote. It, the Supreme Court determined that marriage equality right. uh, was was uh, nationally recognized. Uh, but New York State, we were the first big state to pass marriage equality. So, and marriage equality, by the way, is now seventy percent nationwide. So he is a real rabid conservative. Uh, and for him to come within five points, well, I guess incredible. it, it uh, governor, I guess it really shows what you said, which is that there was a crime wave and the crime wave isn't always just the number of crimes because it still uh, lags a little bit behind where it was 30 years ago. But it's also the fear of crime and the fact that we see the crimes on TV now. We've seen all three of those people get thrown on the subway tracks in the last few weeks. They were all televised. Yeah. And look, somebody said it this morning. I think Reverend Sharpton was saying it for the Democrats to say to people who say, I'm afraid of crime. The Democrats say, well, you have no reason to be afraid. You know, you can't deny a person's emotion and say, well, if you read the statistics, uh, blah, 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 blah. What do you mean? I'm afraid they're going to throw me on the tracks. I'm afraid to walk down the streets. Uh, you hear people talking about old timers like me saying it's, it's almost as bad as it was in the 80s and the 90s. You know, uh, no, it's a real problem. And I don't get why the Democrats can't admit it. I just don't get it. I think they're afraid of the far left who won't let you say uh, the four letter word. And the four letter word they won't let you say is J-A-I-L. <laughs> and the truth is some people are dangerous and for society to be safe, they have to be put in jail. We have the most progressive criminal justice policies in the nation. But still, some people have to be in jail for a period of time to keep people safe. And the left intimidates, and Governor Patterson saw this firsthand, 
the far left on the Democratic Party is the tail that wags the donkey and the moderates are afraid of the left and they don't want to say anything that's going to cause them any heartburn. And they ran around saying, what crime problem? What crime? I don't see a crime and, problem. And, Governor, we've seen it even as the election ends now that the uh, far left part of the party is attacking Mayor Adams for just pointing out everything that you just said. Well, that's the craziest thing. Mayor Adams runs as a poli- former police officer to clean up the city. Uh, that was his whole campaign. That's why he's elected. And the far left is saying he played into the Republicans' hands. That's what I mean, CNN said. Governor Cuomo, we have to wrap. I'm sorry, because we have to go to a break. Quick question. I, I had some video today that I took myself of subway riders, none of whom paid the fare. Four cops were nearby watching it all go down. And yet Governor Hochul has approved this congestion tax at $23 a day. Why should we New Yorkers have to pay a tax to make up for an MTA shortfall that could easily be made up if people just paid the fare? Lydia, it is crime. You need more police. And by the way, you need police who police. And the police don't police anymore because you have district attorneys who say, I'm not going to charge that case. And you have police officers that are scared to do the arrest. Exactly right. Well, they're, they're scared to do it, John, because if they get caught on a video, uh, then they can have a problem uh, if they do anything wrong. And why should I arrest this guy when the DA is not going to prosecute anyway? And the so judge can't have- hold them in because it's not bail eligible. That's right. That's right. Well, Governor, just run up that bill on Weinberg and Cox. I'm going <laughs> to enjoy hearing about this lunch right. when it's over. Well, I think I got a guest who also that we talked about, and and you're my guest, Governor Patterson. So, oh, let's now I'm really ready. We're going to have dinner tonight, and I'll be there to take video <laughs> okay. of all of this. Okay, thank you, Governor Cuomo, and uh, thank you for coming on and keeping the uh, uh, people of New York and, and uh, well, we're on the whole East Coast right now, so keeping them informed. Thank you, thank you guys for having me. Have thank you. Night. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.